the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. What's up, guys? What is up? I am so glad that you are here today. And first of all, just thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you. I think it's like the coolest thing when people are listening to the podcast because it's like I get to hang out with you and that makes me so happy. I love being able to hang out with you and just to talk to you about something I know you and I are both wanting to hear from and especially just to get some encouragement throughout the day. I know that like I need this just as much as you do. And so thank you so much for being here today. We are going to be talking about something really exciting. And when I said this sentence out loud and this topic, I was like, are you kidding? Like what? (laughs) Um, But we're actually going to be talking about this. Ready? Faith can be fun. I know. I know all of us just went, excuse me. I know. But honestly, guys, I want to talk about how we can take this word faith and we can apply it to our lives, not with just this hindrance and this uncertainty, but we can look at it in the face and see it full of joy, assurance, and deliverance that God is going to come through. And I'm so excited to talk about this with you guys today because this applies to so many of you. And I know that this will just be what you need, especially in this season of life right now. But before we get into it, some announcements. One that I would love to just chit chat with you about is I'm starting my newsletter again. I know, so exciting. I love emails. I don't know why, but I think that's just one thing that happened when I became an adult is I love emails. So I do happy mail. That's just what I do. And what I love to do is I love to just inform you on what's going on, maybe something that you missed, whether it was an Instagram post, TikTok, maybe a little devotional here or there, something that I can encourage you with. This is not spam. This is not just something to put in your inbox and for you to delete later. No, this is something that I want you to read and to know that I am just encouraging you throughout the day. It's happy mail. Who wouldn't want some happy mails? So go to jjessentials.org and go ahead and sign up on that website. I'll have the link also in the description below so you don't forget. And the second thing, and honestly, this is the last one. If you haven't already, go ahead, like the podcast, share it with your friend, go on a walk with your friend, listen to me together. Let's all hang out. It would just be the best party ever. I want to be able to get this podcast up and running. And guys, I'm going to let y'all in on a secret. So we've only done 25 episodes of the Jesus and Joe podcast, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I want to do so much more, so, so many more. But my goal for 2023 is I want to get 10,000 downloads on the Jesus and Joe podcast. And guys, we're not that far. We're only 3,000, 3,000 downloads away. And I totally think we can do it, guys. I really do. So go ahead, keep sharing this with your people. Share it on your social media. Let's get Jesus and Joe podcast up the ranks, y'all. Let's let everyone and their mother know about it. So guys, that's it for my announcements. Let's jump into this topic, guys. And I can't wait for all of our perspectives to be changed like this is a conversation i think so many of us have needed to talk about i have seen the revivals that are going around the country of just how so many people are getting fueled by christ again and it lights me up i'm like this is what we need this is what we need and i'm excited about it 
But one thing that I think personally, each of us, every single Christian on this planet can take a step further is their faith. So let's take it back to the very first time that we've ever heard the word faith. And for me, the first time I ever heard this word was when I, in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, when they are describing the fruits of the Spirit. And honestly, whenever I read these, I was like, these are kind of like the good things that God wants for us in our life. He wants our lives to be full of love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But then I also learned that this was the character of God. And this is how God is to me. And this is how God is to others. And then I also took it another step further and realized that this is what I should be embodying myself. As a child of God, I should be these things. So when I was thinking of what, how I can embody these things, like love, I can love people. You and I both love people all the time. Great. Check. Joy. I can be happy. Yes. I can make someone smile. Check. Peace. How can I be peaceful? When there are lots of uncertainties in my life, I can be at peace and know that God is in control. Okay. Check. Patience. I can wait. Even though it's hard, I can wait. Check. Kindness. I can be kind to people and I can smile at people on the street. I can give. I can do all these things. Yes, I can be kind. Check. Goodness. We can be good to others. Check. Gentleness. Being gentle. Being listening instead of speaking over all these kinds of things. Check. Self-control. Absolutely. Check. Faithfulness. How can I... Be a woman full of faith. If you are new here, it is a not a, it's not something new, but I love Hebrews 11. That is one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible because it's stories of men and women, just like you and I, that have full faith in Jesus and you see Jesus just come through in the biggest and the coolest ways ever. And to me, that speaks so much volume because it's like, God doesn't look at us for our stature or our rank or our status, but God looks at you for your heart. He sees how much you're devoted to him. He sees how you can trust him and how he can trust you. That's the thing, guys. I think what is so stinking sweet about Jesus is that he is so just in awe of you. And what he wants to do through you is not just something that he just gives you the opportunity, but he trusts you with this opportunity. He knows that you're going to come through with it. And he knows that you're going to do it full to to the best of its ability. But it takes faith. Some things in my life, when I think of things that don't have those fruits of the spirit, the first one that I noticed that truly changed everything for me was when I thought about my future. Because every time I thought about my future, it wasn't full of expectancy, joy, patience, peace, none of that was there. And mind you, I was the one planning my future. I was the one that was coming up with a timeline, just going, okay, at age 21, I'll be doing this, age 25, age 30, age 40. Like I had everything with the little mark with what I was doing, where I was going to be, what house I was going to be in. Like I had the vision in my mind. But what happened is what I caught myself 
being so stressed out if I missed a mark, if I missed a step in my plan that I had already formulated and calculated to make sure that it would be the best of its ability, the best of my ability. I thought that this was going to be the best plan that I could have ever planned for myself. But every time I planned it, I would get stressed. I would get concerned. I would get scared. I would, I felt so out of control that I had to let it go. But what was truly just taking over was the fear of this future of mine not coming true. And so I finally put it before the Lord. And that took a lot for me. Like it, it was, it was a big thing for me. But I finally put my future before the Lord. And I'm like, God, I'm tired. I'm so tired of writing this plan. I'm tired of getting upset. I'm tired of feeling upset and feeling like none of this is ever going to happen. So God, you take it. Please take it, God. Like, I don't want this. I need to feel your joy. I want to see your things come into my life. I want your best for me. What was so cool, guys, just about who Jesus is and just the relationship we have with him is that when we are giving something to him, we're receiving freedom. It's not like when you give something to Jesus, you're out of luck. You don't have it anymore, so you're completely out of control, so good luck. We'll figure it out later. No, when you give something to Jesus, he gives you assurance that he's going to take care of it, that his best is going to happen. That's what God wants you to do. And I think with faith, like that was a huge step of faith for me. In John 10, 10, it talks about how Jesus has come to give you life, that you would have it full of abundance. He didn't come to say, guess what, girl? Like, I'm here and I'm going to give you a life. You might be stressed out a few times or there, but don't worry. Like, it's going to come with abundance. No, the Lord said he's going to give you life and you can have it in abundance. Abundance of joy, abundance of love, abundance of all things, because that's who he is. And that's who he wants to be for you and to you. So what I love so much about Hebrews 11 is that it's about men and women who are so on fire for Christ, so on fire that you're able to see what God is able to do in their lives. And it's not because these people have money. It's not because these people are really cool in their towns. And it's not because these people are just so religious and all this. No, you see that they made the decision that their heart was in the posture going, I am devoted to God. I have full faith. I have full assurance that God is going to come through. And you see that their lives are completely transformative by what God can do. And you see that their lives are completely transformed and seeing what God can do in their lives. For me, that gives me inspiration. For me, that is something that I want to live my life by. And so I want to be known for a woman of faith. But when I was in college, guys, let's be honest. When you're an adult, living by faith is kind of like, are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, when I share my story just on where I'm at today, I can't tell you how many times I get weird looks because I can't share my story without sharing who got me here. And so I'm going to just take this time and I don't, I did, I wasn't planning on this. But Lord just kind of told me, he's like, just share your story. Just share your story. My middle name is Faith. If you didn't know that, my name is Georgia Faith Gust. And I love my name. I think my mom and dad did an amazing job with it. 
But I always knew from a super young age that the Lord was going to just, I knew that he was going to do something really cool. And I wanted him just to be the foundation of everything I did. So like I said, when I was stressed out about my plan, I would not have any of the fruits and spirits. That would not be the fruit of planning my life. There was no expectancy. There was no joy. There was no patience, nothing. And so that was kind of like the first little like signal post of like going, I have something better and I have it for you, but I can't give this to you or show you what I'm going to do if you don't just let this go. And so when I finally put this plan in front of the foot of the Lord, God gave me something so much better. And I'm now living a life that I never expected God to ever do. I never planned this for me. And so I'm going to just share this story if this isn't the first time you've ever heard it. But I pray that when I share this, that you will be able to go, okay. Like, it is just my hope that if you are ready to just live a life by faith, that this story will be able to encourage you that you can do this. It's not scary because you have your hand in his. And I can just tell you with full assurance that God has never, ever, ever let me slip. Not once, and I know he never will. This time last year, I was, I graduated college in May, 2021 with not a plan, not a step, nothing in my future. The plan that I put before the Lord was to be a teacher in middle school, like a middle school science teacher. And I put that before God and I was like, okay, like you do your thing. Like if you want me to be a teacher, just show me, just constantly remind me that this is why I should be a teacher. I felt God take the desire of teaching in a public school out of my heart. I'm like, what in the world? Because this was the desire that I had for my life since I was in second grade. Like I knew I was going to be a teacher. So senior year rolls around and I decided to switch my major, which was like, people were like, are you kidding? And I was like, no, I'm not. So I went to my advisor and I'm like, I can't do this teaching thing anymore. What can I do just to get out of here and graduate? Verbatim. That's literally what I said. <laughs> I didn't want to go into my master's program. I was like, I'm done with school. This was a good time, but I don't want this anymore. And he told me that I could graduate with this non-licensure teaching degree called multidisciplinary studies and every time that i tell someone what my major is they always look at me and they're like what does that mean i'm like y'all i i was supposed to be a middle school teacher like you're kidding no so i graduated with that degree i got through school i graduated but as soon as i walked off that stage i remember just thinking here we go college is gone futures ahead where are we going so I moved back home and I applied for every single job under the sun, every single one. I finally landed a job and I worked there for about 11 months or so. And it was fine. It was good. I was able to write my book while I was home. I was able to invest in this amazing group of girls that were seniors in high school and were about to go off into college. I was able to invest in them and to be like a mentor towards them. And so I truly believe that there was purpose in being home, 
but I just felt like God wasn't done. I felt like there was something that God was going to do, but I just didn't know what it was just yet. This time last year, last March, I applied for this one job. And guys, I know if you've ever applied for a job and you love it, you love the people that you've met, you just think you're the best fit, you have all your hopes and dreams in this one job. So I put all my eggs in this basket. Everything, I was like, this is it. This is where I'm moving. I'm going here. This is, let's go. And so it took three months for them to get me through this transition, uh, this interview process. Let me tell you, I don't think I've ever prayed harder in my life than I did for that job right there. (laughs) And I could just remember just being on like my breaks at work. I would just go either on a walk or into a break room and just pray. I'd be like, God, like, I love this job. I'm so grateful for it. But God, like, I'm ready for a new job and I want this job. Like, I would be so specific in my prayers. But what was so stinking cool is that God heard my specific prayers, but he enhanced it even more. So after those three months of interviews, I finally got the email that said, we are not, we're no longer going to be interviewing you. You're not the fit for it. So thank you so much, but you're done. I ran downstairs. My mom was in the kitchen and I just sobbed and I fell on the floor. And we just both looked at each other going, what, what should we do? What's next? So I've lived this life of faith of what's next for a long period of time. And every single time I said, what's next, God always showed up in just the coolest ways. So as soon as that door closed with that job, another door opened. And this door was to a new life, a whole new life with a whole new community with like, like everything you could possibly think of being a fresh start girl, like it happened for me. And I didn't, I didn't know if I could be prepared for this, but it was one of those things where you just have to take that step of faith just to figure it out. So what happened was that I talked to this man and he was talking about this position that he's thinking of creating within his organization. And I reached out and I'm like, Hey, I need a job could I talk to you? And he was like, sure. So we go back and forth for about like maybe like a month and a half. And he finally goes, okay, I want to hire you. Can you get down here in two weeks? In Orlando, Florida, mind you, I'm in all the way in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm like, sure. Of course, you're going to say anything to take the job because I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll totally take it. New, fresh, new start. Let's do it. So I pack my bags. (laughs) like just thinking about it now I'm just like oh my word but I go home and I start packing I pack my entire life up and I move down to Florida so I take my little Nissan Rogue and we just travel all the way from Nashville all the way down here and mind you I'm staying in this little college apartment um that I like rented for maybe a month or so just to be like, okay, like I'm here, like I can figure this out, like let's do this. But I still needed that next step. And so when God calls you something, when God calls you and it calls you to do something, he's not gonna just call you there for you just to figure it out. Like, good luck, you're gonna get it. Just try a few things and you'll understand. No, like he equips you with every single part to make it happen. 
And so while I was down in the apartment, I knew exactly where my next move was going to. These two girls needed a roommate, and so, hello, I need a place to live. I'll be down there. So then I move 20 minutes up the street, and I move into this little house. When I was in college, if you told me that, hey, girl, like, you're going to be living in Orlando, Florida, you're going to be working in, like, the nonprofit sector for a little bit, and you're going to be doing social media full time, um, excuse me, like, I, I'm sorry, that was not a part of my plan. I would probably laughed in your face saying, you're kidding. Oh, and then also your side gig. Yeah, you're going to be writing books on the side, but you're also going to be telling people about Jesus and encouraging them with their walks and reminding them of their identity in him. I would have said, yeah, I would have loved that, but that's not reality. Isn't that crazy, guys? Isn't that crazy? If I told myself that, I would have literally said that's not going to happen because that's not something possible. That's why I am so on fire about Jesus because he can do the impossible. I have seen it so many times in my life. We think as humans that we know best. We know all the facts. We know what's going to happen. And guys, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but God can do the impossible. There is nothing that he cannot do. There's nothing he can't heal. There's, there's nothing he can't redirect. There's nothing that he cannot deliver. God can always come through because nothing's impossible for him. We have to remember who is on our side, who is working for our favor, but who is also in charge of our lives, who also has all the power in the world, who is the most powerful, most mighty, and most He's God. He is God. And there's nothing that could ever just slip him up or say, whoops, my bad. No, that's just not who he is. Why I think faith can be fun. And you might have just heard my story and go, I'm stressed out just hearing about that. Like you had to find a whole place. You had to find all this new community. You had to find a new job. Girl, that sounds terrible to me. Hey, when I first heard about it too, I wasn't super psyched. I was overwhelmed. I was. When I heard find a place in two weeks, when I heard, okay, I have to move down to Orlando, Florida, where I know nobody, I was okay. And that's why I think fruits of the spheres are something that are so vital and something that we can start understanding and be more observant of. Because that's where I was like, okay, there's peace in this. Like, I feel at peace with this. Someone who probably doesn't know Jesus and would have seen my life and go, she's crazy. There's no way that she'll be able to make it. Uh, but guess who proved the odds wrong? Him. So I'm okay. But why I think it's so fun and why it's so cool being able to share my story and why it's so cool to share your story is because there's an author to it. It's not something you and I can both write up and just say, yeah, this is just how it happened. And I plan it exactly how it's going to be. No, because honestly, guys, the plans that we write for ourselves, it's just a few little things, it's just a few little things. And to like, if you think about like God's just his plan for your life, there's detail and color and 
excitement and expectancy, just little things that are just hidden everywhere. And things that you can't plan for yourselves. You can't plan every single person you're going to meet. You can't plan every single place you're going to go. But he does. So why I think faith is something that should be the loudest part of our stories, why faith can be so much fun, is because faith goes beyond just believing. It's believing then acting on it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for and the proof of what is not seen. And for all my people like me, I have to read the message version sometimes just to get a clear understanding. But it says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's the handle on what we can't see. And I separated just like this message into three different parts. Why faith can be fun. Number one, faith can be fun because it sets you apart. You're not like everybody else. I'm sorry, but being like everybody else is boring. God called you to be unique. God called you to be fearfully and wonderfully made. God called you and created you to be appointed and anointed. Like this is not something that he just does to every single person. God does this to his children of God. Why would you want to be like everybody else in this world? I don't want to be a copy and paste of somebody. Are you kidding me? No, I'm sorry, but no, like God called me to be different. And so I'm going to be different. Faith can be fun because it's something where you are stepping into the mystery. You don't know what to expect, but you know who is in charge. And three, faith can be fun because you know the biggest blessings are the people you haven't met yet and the places you haven't been. Going back to the first one, faith can be fun because it sets us apart. I think about every single time you and I are worried. Every time you and I are stressed, every time that you and I are both feeling emotions that every single human feels. Worried, stressed, scared, distraught, all these things. You see, to a human, just a regular Joe here on this earth who doesn't know Jesus, when they're stressed out, when they're scared, when they're in distraught, when they don't know what the next step is, they're going to go to people or places or resources that will make them feel better, that will give them that direction. They base off of their next step, based off their emotion and what's around them. They don't ever have peace. They don't ever have this joy and this everlasting just like, content knowing that God is in control. But for us, when we're worried, what do we do? We know who's in charge and we know that the Lord says, don't be anxious about anything. But I know that when I pray and I say, God, like take this anxiousness and this worriedness away from me, God's going to come and he's going to be near to me and hold me while I'm going through this. I know when I'm stressed, God can take that and give me peace. I know when I feel lonely, I don't have to seek it through things or people, but I can seek it through him and I can feel completely known and kept in his arms. When I'm scared about taking my next step, I know who has written my next step. So I have full faith and assurance that, okay, I'm going to make it out okay. Being set apart by faith is really cool. 
it's kind of cool, guys. Like, honestly, because your story is so different. I think it's one of the coolest honors and just a privilege to just share my story, but be able to say none of this would have happened without him. And they say, like, how did you do that? How can you do it? And I'm like, it's literally just living a life by faith. I'm able to have so much assurance and belief that my life is completely captivated by God. That he has written every single step in my life so I don't have to be worried or have to be scared. And you know, guys, I'm not perfect. Like, I still get scared and nervous sometimes. But I'm able to go back and lean back on what I believe in and say, but I know who God is. I know what he says. I know who he is. Our mindsets are completely different from this world. And that's how they were supposed to be. Faith can be fun because it really does set you apart. Being different is really cool. Really cool when you have Jesus. So whether you're in school, whether it's in your workplace and you're like, Georgia, it's just not really like looked upon to be Christian. It's not really looked upon to know who Jesus is. Hey, it wasn't cool knowing who Jesus was back then either. But the thing is, is that you and I both know how cool it is to know him. And just because the opinions of others can make us question things sometimes, Whose opinion is greater, his or them? Let his opinion be the one that matters most. The second one, faith can be fun because you're stepping into the mystery. Y'all, I'm a seven. That's who I am on the Enneagram. And the thing is, I don't really look into numbers that much, but honestly, like this seven, he it really does describe me. It really does. So I think it's kind of cool. But what I'm saying is, is that I know a lot of, you know, planners, controllers, I know a lot of y'all who are listening, you're thinking, I don't want to step in the mystery unless I have a blueprint of what this mystery looks like. Girl, I get it. I used to be like that. But I want you to just look at your life right now, just like where you're at right now. And I want you to backtrack like 10 years. Where were you at 10 years ago? Let's see. I am 24, so I was 14. I was in high school on the cheer squad. And I thought life was just the best it could be. A blonde little cheerleader cheering for a high school football boy who I loved. I did. I loved that boy. Did he know who I was? Not really. Not at all. But then it's like, I thought that was the highlight of my life. And my life can't get any better than this. And then fast forward 10 years, I'm living a life that I never even dreamed of. I am here to tell you that this is the exact story that you're living right now. I bet if you backtracked the 10 years ago and you told that girl 10 years ago, like, hey, girl, this is where you're going to be in 10 years. She'd be like, you're kidding. And you'll be like, no, I'm not. Stepping into the mystery with him is the coolest thing ever. Honestly, I don't really want to know what to expect. All I want to want to expect is just knowing that he's right next to me and knowing that it's going to be okay. That's enough for me. That is enough for me. In Ephesians 3.20, it talks about how 
the Lord is able to do abundantly more all that we ever ask or imagine. I can't even wrap my head around that, guys. I can't even. And I've just seen how good God has been in my life and in the lives of others. And I know that he's been so good in your life too, time and time and time again. What makes you think he's not going to keep on doing that? Sure, there's going to be trials. Sure, there's going to be tribulations because girl, guess what? That's just life. Life is not all roses and pansies here in the Christian world sometimes. But the thing is, is that God is good. God is faithful and God's going to keep on coming through like he always does. That's why we can step into this mystery and not be scared. That's why we can be full of assurance knowing that God is going to be right there and he's writing every single moment because he's known it even before we were born. There is purpose. There is intention. There is something that he has planned for you and he knows you're the only person that can live this out. You're the only person who can live this exact purpose that he has designed just for you. And you can do it with his will, with his hand, because you're the only person that he has set this purpose purpose for. The mystery is fun because you're going in it with him. And number three. Faith can be fun because some of the biggest blessings are the people you haven't met yet and the places you haven't been. To me, this life can only just get better. Because honestly, when I think about the person I haven't met yet and the place I haven't been, I don't think about any place or any person here on earth. I think about running into the arms of Jesus. Like that, nothing can beat that. And I know you and I are both screaming because I know you and I are on the boat the same wavelength. Like that is gonna be the coolest thing ever. And I have so much faith that I'm going to get there one day. I'm gonna be able to talk to my best friend my savior and finally just see him face to face can you guys just imagine it's gonna be so good i just like i'm just like in awe because i'm like that's just gonna be like the coolest thing ever like wow i'm done no i'm just kidding but like i can't wait for that moment but i know that before i get there god's just gonna keep on showing up time and time and time again He's going to introduce me to people that I've never would have planned on meeting on. He's going to take me places I never planned on even visiting. He's going to give me a job that I never even thought, okay, maybe I'll do this. It's so much fun living a life of faith. And I encourage you to do it. Because it's a life that goes beyond anything you could have ever written for yourself. It goes beyond a feeling. It goes beyond emotions. It goes beyond everything that's humanly possible because it's all in his hands. You get to know who God is. You get to have daily communication with him and you're able to take these steps of faith with you and he doesn't hinder you from not doing them because he wants you to take these leaps with him. He's not just saying, all right, girl, good luck. No, he is stepping it with you. 
He wants to see you do these. It's steps of obedience, steps of faith. It is something that he has called us to do. Faith is fun. It is. And if you don't have any friends that are full of faith just yet, I promise, and I'm, we're going to pray it out whenever we're praying together, that you will one day have some people around you that are full of faith. Because, guys, the stories that come out of it, they can't be retold. So, guys, let's pray us out. Let's start living lives of faith because it's the best thing I've ever done. And I know it's the best thing you can ever do, too. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this listener. Father, I thank you for just faith in itself. God, it's just so cool to just have this relationship with you, but to also just to live a life of faith. It's not something scary or just a big leap without a net. God, this is something where we can jump this with you and that you're surrounding us on every single corner. God, we're not going to slip when we have faith in you. Jesus, I just pray for friends that come alongside this listener and that they're able to have a life of faith as well. God, that you would give her people that would fill her up and be able to encourage her in her walk of faith. Let her live loudly for you, Jesus, because I just know what you're going to do through her is something that can't be replicated. It was never designed to. This is a story that only you have written for her. And God, faith is a big chapter of it. Let her trust in you and let her just know who you are without a shadow of a doubt. It's your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I had an absolute blast. So I will see you next time. And thanks again for being here.